You're listening to the Boise Community Church Podcast. We desire to be a people who are following Jesus authentically and missionally. For more information, please visit boisecommunitychurch.org. For this month for Community Sunday, for those of you that have never attended our church and, and seen kind of Community Sunday play out, really the heart behind it is we wanted to create a space where we break out of the normal church rhythm of come in, hear a sermon, sing some worship songs, and then send you on your way with a blessing. And really to take a moment to really bring our own hearts to the table and to really be emotionally present, spiritually present, and physically present. And so we're excited to, to do that as a church community. It's actually one of the rhythms that um, our leadership really, really loves and we really cherish and value here at Boise Community Church. And so we usually have some sort of sharing that happens and uh, then there's some discussion questions to kind of follow up while the kids are doing their, their lesson in the back. Um, and so Community Sunday is every other month. It's on the first Sunday of every other month. So the next one will be in January, I think, or it's, on, it's either January or it's like New Year's, yeah, it'll be January 1st. So. Um, but yeah, we're excited to, to have that. So this, this month, I actually asked Brian to come up. So Brian's going to come up and we're going to interview Brian. He's going to share some of his story with us. He's a brave soul. I texted him a bunch of questions, but the surprise is they're not, they're not any of the questions. No, I, I knew it. <laughs> so right off the bat, what's the worst thing you've ever done? No, uh, yeah. uh, so why don't you go off, start by introducing yourself, your name, are you from here? I know, the lights are a lot. My name's Brian, um, I'm from Idaho, I've been living in Boise for 30 years, 37 years. I'm new to this church, I've only been here for what, a month? A month or two. About a month or something like that, yeah. A month or six weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, glad to be here. I like it. So, Brian, how did you come to be a follower of Jesus? Well, that's kind of a long story. Um, I was raised not in a Christian household. Um, I actually grew up thinking that Jesus Christ was a swear word, that it wasn't a person I didn't know it was a person. Um, and I met a girl when I was just out of high school that I fell in love with, and she was a Christian. And she goes, look, do you know Jesus? And I'm like, yeah, that's working. She's like, no, it's a person. It's a person. She's like, yes, it's a person. So I went to church with her. It was a, a Calvary United Pentecostal church, and they were having a revival. And these people were jumping up and down and speaking in weird tongues and running around the pews. And I looked around and I thought, if this is what Jesus and being a Christian is about, I don't want it. These people are crazy. And so I went outside and lit a cigarette and he was just hanging out. She comes up, she goes, well, what are you doing? And I said, you all are crazy. And I said, I, you know, I, don't, you know, I, said, I don't know what's going on in there, but I don't want to part of that. And she goes, well, it's a revival. That's you know, people get all excited. She says, it's not normally like that. She goes, come back next Sunday with me and we'll, we'll see you so I did, and uh, it was a lot more about that. It was more like a regular church. Um, and then she talked me into getting baptized. Um, I thought, okay, well, I'll get baptized. That's what you're supposed to do. So I did. But I really didn't know what I was doing. Um, and then later on down the road, I, I kind of dabbled in 
you know, church a little bit here and there when I was with her, and then her and I broke up, and I just quit going to church, went back to my, you know, drug, sex, and rock and roll. That's what I did for. Um, but then I got in trouble, and I ended up going to prison, and I was in there. Um, it's pretty violent in there. It's like living in a war zone all the time. I thought, well, you know, maybe I'll go to church and just see what that's all about. So I did. And uh, I saw that things in there were a lot different. Everybody was more at peace. Everybody, you know, treated you decent. Um, we're out on the regular yard, you know, you didn't know if you were going to get stabbed, beat up, whatever. You know, you just never really get to keep your head on the spoke. So I really started studying the Word. And, uh, and God started doing some amazing things for me back then. Um, and I thought, well, you know, there's, there's something to this. Um, and then I got out of prison, and I just left him right there at the gate. I went right back out and started doing the same things I was doing again. And this went on for quite a while. And then uh, one day I just, I woke up, and I thought, you know what, things need to change. You know, I'm not happy with my life. I've never had a relationship that's worked. You know, I've been in and out of, you know, trouble for a long time. I'm no, no stranger to jail. Um, I actually worked a job where I could, you know, beat people up. And, you know, I worked as a bouncer in a bar for about five years. Um, just so I could have my drug, sex, rock and roll and beat people up. That's just the way I was. Um, but I was tired of that because I was going nowhere. And so I thought, you know, I need to get back into the Word. I need to get back in and start, you know, working with with what I've got. I mean, you know, God's given me this right here, okay? He's blessed me, okay? So I need to take that, and I need to do something with it, and I need to study His Word and get closer to, closer to God. And so I did. And, uh, well, I kept expecting things to just miraculously change. I guess I was waiting for that miracle, you know. I would be filled with the Spirit, and my whole life would change, but it didn't work that way. And I kept getting discouraged. Um, but I didn't give up. I kept trying, but not as hard as I should have. I should have tried a lot harder. Because um, I still had these friends I could fall back on. I still had alcohol I could fall back on. I still had drugs, all that stuff. And it, that was familiar to me. It was comfortable to me. And sometimes when I felt discouraged, that's where I would go. But here lately, um, I had met a gal at church because I didn't have a girlfriend and I prayed and, and a gal approached me at church and I prayed for a Christian girlfriend um, and she introduced herself to me and I thought, well, maybe this is my answer to prayer. And so we ended up starting a relationship and, and uh, I told her right from the get-go, I said, look, <clears throat> I said, every relationship I've ever had has always started out something like and I fell in love more with the sex than I have with the person. And I said, I don't want to do that this time. I don't want to do this the way God intended it. Not have sex until after marriage. So if we make it that far, then, you know. And I asked her if she was okay with that. And she said, yeah, she was. So we had a relationship for about two years. Well, it ended. didn't end very well. Um, I'm still trying to figure out why. But anyway, um, I fell in love with this guy. I mean, the deeper love than I've ever had for any other woman. Um, it really bothered me that this thing didn't work out because I thought I was doing it the way God had designed it. Um, and so I kept asking, I'm like, why? You know, what's going on here? What's, you know, why did this fail? I still tried to do everything the way you know you designed it to be. And he told me, he says, well, 
he says, you need to learn some lessons. Not, not, not in those words, but I knew in my heart that that's what he was trying to do, was teach me some lessons. And I realized that during the breakup, I had a lot of unresolved issues that I had not taken care of in my life. Um, abandonment issues, because I was raised in a pretty abusive family. Um, and I had abandonment issues, I had trust issues, um, anger issues, and all that stuff just boiled up and just started coming out, and I, I couldn't control it. And so, you know, I would just lay home, I'd go, go to work, and I'd get home from work, and I'd just lay there, and I'd just sob. We cry and scream to God, and you know I get mad at him, and I tell him I'm sorry, and it just it just this roller coaster of emotion. Um, but then the other day, I was sitting on my couch and I was praying to God, and I was like, you know, God, I said I'm, I'm still trying to love this this woman. I'm, I'm just you know, I'm telling her that you know I love her. It's true love. It's not something. It's not an infatuation. You know, let's just try this thing again. You know, maybe we can, you know, fix this. And she just keeps pushing me away. And I asked God, I says, why? I says, like, you know, you give me this love for this woman, and I keep trying to give it to her, and she keeps pushing me away. And God's like, that's what you've been doing to me my, your entire life. He says, I have loved you before you were ever born, and you keep pushing me away. I keep loving you, and you keep pushing me away. I keep loving you, and you keep pushing me away. And I had never thought about it that way. I never really, you know, like, this is what I'm doing about it. It just never crossed my mind. But when he brought that realization to my mind, it, it broke my heart. It did. I, uh, it still hurts me a little bit. But it, uh, it brought me down. It made me realize exactly the way I've been acting and what I've been doing to God. And so I had made a commitment that I'm never going to do that again. No matter what happens in my life, whether I get back with this woman, I end up alone the rest of my life, it doesn't matter. He can take everything away from me, everything I love, everything I own, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to serve God. I'm going to serve Him until I die. That's, and that's my story. That's how God has been in my life. Thanks so much for sharing, Brian. Absolutely. That was awesome. That was next question. I, yeah, I was like, <laughs> that was a really good one. I was like, that's just no, yeah. I, I didn't get I'd get the opportunity to sit down with Brian before to hear any of this. Uh, this is all fresh for me too. So, um, I just think I want to ask, like, is there anything you want to speak to our church, an encouragement or a blessing? Well, or, you know, um, there is. I just, it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. Um, you can be in the middle of that storm, and it doesn't seem like you know you're going to get out of it. It's it's like man, this is just too much. God never gives us more than we can't handle. And I know everybody's heard that before. It's kind of cliche, but but it's true because there was times when I've been going through this fire that I was like, you know, I, I tell God, hey, I cannot do this. I'm you know I'm tired. I'm totally fatigued. I just want to lay down, go to sleep, and never wake up. Um, and he was like, I got you. I got you. I know exactly what you're going through. I'm not going to do more than you can. You just have to trust God. And I know sometimes that's hard, especially for me, because I have a lot of trust issues, because I've had a lot of people that were very close to me, abandoned me, and do some pretty terrible things to me. Um, so I have some serious trust issues. 
And I told God that. I said, well, look. I said, you know, I know you're God. I know nothing's impossible for you. And I have a hard time trusting. I know I'm supposed to trust you, but there's times I just, you know, I'll trust you, but not 100%. I'm going to keep a little bit of this for myself, just in case. And he's like, no, you need to give it all to me. You need to take everything that you're going through and just lay it at my feet and trust in me like moments of blind faith. That's been, <clears throat> excuse me, that's been hard for me to do, but it's working because once I decided to actually do that and actually lay everything at his feet and trust him 100%, I got that peace that surpasses all understanding. It just came over me like a wave. When I think about it, it almost makes me cry, but it's, uh, that's what we have to do. We just have to trust God 100%. There's, you can't trust Him 89 or 90%. It has to be 100%. If you don't give it all to Him, it doesn't matter what it is, then you know, you're hanging on to it. And that's like Kyle told me, that's dragging your grave clothes. You know? You're dragging your grave clothes with you because you're not giving it to you. So my advice is, no matter what you're going through, Give it to God 100%. You may have to give it to him 100 times, but every time you give it to him, you're giving him a little more, a little more, a little more. Pretty soon you've released it all to him. And then he can work in your life and give you that peace and that joy, and he can show you that he has a plan. You know, it's going to be the best plan you've ever seen. I don't know what his plan is for me, but I know it's going to be good. Because God's... He's not a God of confusion. He's not a God of hate. He's not a God of turmoil. He's a God of love. And he's been, he only wants the best for me. He wants the best for everybody. As long as we can give him all that 100%, then he's going to give us his 100%. Awesome. Thanks, Brian. Absolutely. Well, part of why I actually asked Brian to share was just little conversations as we were leaving because Brian would stay and help clean up and he'd just be sharing with me things that God was doing in his story and and just the coolness of just watching that fresh life of God speaking and moving in someone's life and story and I just wanted to provide that as an opportunity for all of us you know whether we walked with the Lord for you know five minutes or 50 years it doesn't matter we want to be a people that are constantly being shaped more and more into the image of Jesus and having more and more encounters with Jesus. And I just think your story is really inspiring. And and just the parts that I know, just mostly the more recent stuff. Well, I'm just kind of seeing it. Yeah, I, we would definitely have time to sit down and, and, and hear the whole story. Uh, but I wanted to pray for you and pray for everybody here. Well, I just want to say one, one more thing. Yeah, go for it. That through this whole trial that I've been going through, um, God has pruned away a lot of my friends. Um, I would dread going home from work because I'd have to go home and I'd just be there all by myself. Yeah. Nobody calls, hey, you doing okay? Because they knew what I was going through. Um, but he's proved away all those friends. There wasn't a lot of them, but they're all just kind of just faded away. But he's replaced it with all of them. He's replaced everyone with all you guys. And I'm just, I'm just overwhelmed. Because here I feel at home and I feel accepted and not judged. That's good. You're speaking all the things I feel, but I'm the pastor, so when I say it, it doesn't really count. It's a lot different when somebody else says it, so thank you for saying it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs>
I'll pay you the 20 bucks after. But <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> uh, okay, well, let's pray. Father, we just thank you for Brian. Lord, we thank you for your work that you're doing in this man. I love his heart and, Lord, his, um, just his passion, Lord, his passion to, to run for you. And, Lord, just to see how he's, he's come and just honestly since the first week he was here, Lord, he really has just jumped in. Um, Lord, it feels like he's been a part of our church for six months by the way that he's just kind of jumped in and made himself known and is showing up at MC and sharing his story with people and, and sharing about just the, the life that you're giving to him, Lord, through the messages, through your spirit, through the worship, um, and through the community, Lord, just the beauty of what you've designed and called your church to be. And so, God, I do. I thank you for Brian. Lord, I thank you for his faithfulness and his courage. Lord, as when I asked him, he was like, I'm not a public speaker. And I was like, that's okay. I just need you to talk about who you are and, and where you've been and, uh, and what you've done in his story, Lord. It's truly beautiful. And I believe that's available for each and every one of us this morning. And so, God, I do. I pray over us as we transition into this time of just sharing our lives with one another, Lord, not just bringing the gospel to each other, but, but sharing our lives and being there that we can be those friends and those encouragements and those positive voices in our, our lives and in our stories. And so, God, I just thank you for this church. I thank you for the people. Thank you for the delicious food. And uh, I just pray that you would bless us as we transition into this time. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Boise Community Church. To find more resources and information about Boise Community Church or to give to the mission of Boise Community Church, please visit us online at boisecommunitychurch.org. If you were encouraged by today's podcast, please rate and review it so more people can discover the hope and joy of Jesus' love.